events for breakfast, your go-to guide for advice, top tips and events industry insights. My podcast is delivered in bite-sized chunks to help you digest information and expand your events expertise. and welcome to this week's episode of Events for Breakfast. I'm Kelly Frew, your podcast host, and we've got a fantastic subject to talk about this week, but before we come on to that, how are we all doing? It's a Monday here, it's pretty dreary, however, I wanted to take some time to be positive and say a big thank you and well done to everybody that took part in the We Make Events campaign last week. It was absolutely fantastic to see across social media and just to see everybody coming together, united to make sure that the events, the live events industry, the hospitality industry, the music industry all get their voices heard. So it's actually quite relevant to the topic that we're going to be covering today. Today we're going to be talking to Adam Cable from Artist Management Services who look after musicians, entertainers, singers and all kinds of musicians across the globe. Now obviously right now, just like the events industry, our live musicians are struggling. And I just wanted to talk to Adam to find out how they're supporting their their musicians and their artists, what support is out there for them and what is a strategy to get them through at least the next six months. I don't know about you, but I am really missing live music and going to live concerts, and I really feel for the musicians out there, so I cannot wait to talk to Adam and find out more. So I'll stop waffling on, and we'll go and meet Adam now. Hi Adam, thank you so much for coming along and um, and joining my podcast today. I really, really appreciate it. How are you? No problem at all. Yeah, really good, thank you. How about yourself? I'm really good. Yeah, it's a dreary day good. here in Cambridgeshire, but all good, all good. good. So I wanted to take the opportunity before we get into your business and what you do, sure. um, just for the list- listeners to find out a bit more about you and how you got involved in the entertainment industry, first and foremost. Sure. So, um, yeah, my, my background is kind of not in the entertainment industry at all, really, weirdly enough. So um, I went to university, did a, an English degree, English and creative writing degree, I should say. Um, and then actually came out of university and being from a family of, of teachers, I ended up actually becoming a primary school teacher myself for, for three years, kind of training Brilliant. on the job through, through a really cool uh, charity organisation. Nice. Um, did that, which was which was great fun. Um, I've always done music um, from a, a young age, sort of 13, 14, playing in, in covers and, and function bands and getting involved with music wherever I could, really. Yeah. And... So it's always kind of been a bit of a, a dream and ambition to maybe have a go at making a living doing the whole music thing at some point. But as you know, sort of life and circumstances yes. often get in the way of, of those things. Um, but when I, I was teaching, I actually got the opportunity to to come away from teaching and to uh, do the, the music thing, but with kind of the, the risk that comes along with being a musician taken away slightly because it was kind of working and playing in a band and doing the whole music thing, but alongside a, a sort of traditional full-time nine-to-five job with, with artist management, which is what I'm, what I'm doing now. So kind of the music thing is going alongside it. Yeah. Um, 
and it's and it's really really great it, it it runs alongside my family life really really nicely and i'm having a great time doing it so nice yeah, awesome. and I, I can see all sorts of sort of guitars in the background there so are you, are you a guitarist is that what you do a guitar player yeah i yeah. like to try and turn my hand to to other things as well i sing and play guitar in my band yeah um, but uh but yeah i, I would call my, i would wouldn't call myself a musician but sort of a jack of all trades master of none sort of situation <laughs> but yeah i do like to, to have, i've got about a dozen different guitars in this room that um it is quite distracting when you're trying to get work done and I you've got imagine. all these nice nice instruments hanging up on the wall that you just want to kind of sit and noodle around with all day that's but, it but very inspirational uh, at the same point that, that's so, it yeah. <laughs> yeah so but tell me about what's your favorite thing then what drew you to the sort of entertainment artist industry what do you what's your favorite thing about being in the sector um well like like we said we kind of work primarily with with musicians yeah um, so i think what sort of sets sort of sets uh, uh business apart kind of from maybe other management services that exist out there is that we kind of help musicians help artists in really real and practical ways i think it's something that gets banded around and i certainly got told it when i was at school is that you know you'll never make a, a life for yourself as a as a musician and it's, it's really unstable you never make any money and you kind of live from one pay packet to the next and yeah. it's totally unpredictable so we kind of try and break that to do if you like really and, yeah. and the services that we provide and the advice and that we, we offer to our musicians is is kind of how to make a, a life for yourself as a musician but with all of the other bits that life brings in there as well so uh, it's kind of helping people to realize a dream but also not letting them get so sort of so carried away that they forget all the other things about life that are really important too so it's it's uh I suppose it's lifestyle management, really, in a way. Um, but, well, that's it, yeah, and I, I understand that. So um, I used to be an entertainment manager many years ago um, and working with musicians and performers. Um, they very creative people, um, and sometimes it. they've not always got that practical thinking head on, have they? So I think, it, like you say, you, you're helping them formulate a business as well as the business side of things as well as being the artist. Yeah, that's exactly right. So it's more of a, you know, we'll help you, on your journey to become a musician but at the same time we're not going to let you abandon you know how to pay your rent how to yes. kind of build build yourself a parachute build yourself a, a safety what's the word i'm looking for a safety net that's the yeah. one so build yourself a, build yourself a safety net so that if things don't you know we, we don't want to go out there telling people that their dreams aren't going to work out that's absolutely not what it's about but it's about no. like you say building building a, a business for yourself and essentially and and building yourself to be the complete package rather than just a musician that that kind of aiming wandering around aimlessly um not really getting anywhere so yeah that's it's it's really 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 rewarding when when we're able to do that for people Absolutely. So um, I'm just going to take a step back here and just, um, I should have said this and I, I, I will have definitely said it in my intro, but just to remind people, your business is Artist Management Limited. Um, and yeah. if, we, if we just think about that nowadays, that sounds, what you guys have got and have built is something beyond just putting people into um, function bands or as an artist, finding them work as a singer. It's about that whole, looking at the whole well-being as well, isn't it? Which I think in, in this day and age is so important. It's not yeah. just just Absolutely. about finding gigs for them anymore is it no it's 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 very much kind of a i suppose you would sort of almost call it a pastoral responsibility if that doesn't sound like too grand a, a 
phase we kind of very much look at the musician as, as a person yeah. with a family and with responsibilities and we kind of want to oversee not just their personal ambition, ambitions as a musician but we, we kind of have a, a, a model that we call our slam policy so if I can just go through that really quick to yeah, kind of explain that. it so yeah. so uh, it kind of works on the basis of S, which stands for strategic planning. So it's all about the strategy, how we're going to get from point A to point B to point yeah. C and, and have a really clear plan. Uh, lifestyle maximization. So we kind of realize that in this day and age, particularly in the times that we're in now, we, we want to kind of have some realistic expectations of what it takes to actually make a full-time living being a musician, but also being able to live a really fulfilling life at the same time as that and yeah. not having to sacrifice things like family and friends and and being able to put a roof over your head at the same time. Um, so alpha lifestyle maximization. Um, the A is about attitude alignment. So we've got a really clear kind of precise vision and the way that we want to run our business. And we kind of hope that the musicians that we work with kind of have that attitude as well and that yeah. we're all on board with the same vision in mind. And the M is just all about the, ex the managed execution of how that whole plan is kind of put together and and the way do we make it work it's, it's very much a collaboration rather than a kind of a manager that tells you you're going to be here at this time and you, you're going to be playing in, in this band on this day it's yeah it's a lot more of a collaborative process which seems to be working really really well for for the musicians that we work with and it's, it's great it's, it's it's great fun we really we really love it absolutely and I suppose because you've got your framework that you're working to there your slam framework but I imagine mm. that you really want to find the right talent to work with as well so um, how do you what kinds of acts are you sort of representing and how do you go about securing that talent what do you look for yeah so um, I suppose in the beginning we were because we, we started in 2014 although we've only really been trading under AMS um, since well 2020 actually so right yeah. at the start of the year um, so in the beginning, it was all about, uh, it was really just about approaching people that we knew, if I'm completely honest. And yeah. we're, we're kind of, a lot of us who work within the business are musicians ourselves. So through the music that we've done, we've built up a network of people who, who we've been able to reach out to and say, you know, we appreciate that maybe you've got your own thing going here, but we might be able to offer you something a little bit different, maybe a little bit better. Um, and then from there, since, uh, since it's all been going, we've actually been fortunate enough now that people often come come to us really through, through our website and through our, our socials and, and stuff like that and in terms of the actual talent that we're working with I mean gosh it's 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 varied to say the least we've got sort of singer-songwriters um, DJs function bands classical musicians Brilliant. Um, and, and people who work behind the scenes so like audio engineers people who work more on the technical side as well so it's not just about the musicians that we work with it's about yeah lots of people involved in the industry in lots of different ways. And how are they um, reacting to the SLAM framework that you work towards? Do, do they enjoy working towards that framework too? Is it, does it give them a sort of um, basis to work from? Absolutely, I think so, because I think when, when you're a musician and, and I mean, I, I would never consider myself to be a musician um, just because I've, as I said earlier, I've done all sorts of things from being a primary school teacher to teaching guitar and schools and setting up my own private tuition so I've never kind of call myself a musician but I think what comes with working within music is that sense of you, you don't know where the unless you're someone who's very fortunate kind of the one percent who really make it big you know the yeah 
Ed Sheeran's of this word or, or, yeah. or Gary Barlow's that we were talking about earlier before, yeah. we, before we started recording. Unless you're one of those 1%, the reality is, is that your life is going to be very much kind of living from one job to the next. That's and it. with that comes all sorts of stress and anxiety that, you know, we, perhaps we don't think about enough when we're actually looking to hire a band or whatever. Actually, for, for these musicians, it can be incredibly stressful to, to live in that way. So I think what our model does is that it, it helps them to see the bigger picture and helps them to stay grounded. And we like to support them that from a point of view that not only is your music important, but kind of the, the foundation that you build for yourself in terms of your, um, like something that we're doing particularly at the minute with everything that's going on with, with, with COVID, the fact that musicians aren't able to go out and perform at the moment. Yeah. Is that we think this is a great opportunity for people to be building um, sort of digital assets so things that things things that can help them to supplement their income while maybe performances and studio work or session work is on hold um, yeah that's it. It, it, it it seems to really really working for, for the people I mean it doesn't feel that way at the moment no sure we'll, we'll come on to yeah uh, but, but it, it yeah it's it's great it's it's something that we've we've had some really good feedback from and the people that work with us really value what we provide i think brilliant <laughs> and you and you know we're probably what 10 minutes into this interview now and we've mentioned covid so we must come on to it yeah. doesn't we um it's been Absolutely, a really unfortunately yeah it's been a really terrible week for us this week in sort of the entertainment the artist management and the sort of events industry we were all holding out for that first of october of date weren't we um when we yeah. could hopefully reopen start you know get some trials going and reopen things and larger events start to happen again live events start to happen again and unfortunately that's now been told that we're on pause and maybe up for six for another six months so mm. we're all working through that at the moment but let's take a step back to the beginning of covid um and sure. what, how have you guys been managing this through the last sort of six months because i can imagine you know you you manage people um artists that are doing weddings and things like that and functions and corporate events so they've they've all been impacted yeah. and then yourself as a business you know you guys have been impacted too so how are you Absolutely. managing through this time uh i mean in in any way that we can really i suppose is is the only answer that i can give i think our, our role as kind of managers uh, overseers of, of of our artists has, has changed considerably you know yeah. so many of them have come to us really kind of in desperation I suppose yeah. um asking you know what do I do next and yes. if, if we're completely honest we, we've not been able to give them uh, satisfactory answers because the truth is that we don't really know what's next I mean we, we I don't think any of us could really have anticipated the announcement that we had earlier this week no. from the prime minister suggesting that we're going to be at this for another six months I don't no. think many of us saw that coming and so you know just in the last couple of days we've had artists on the phone who've been looking for advice support and, and we're not just necessarily talking about financial support or you know where am I going to find my next job from it's been um is this really for me anymore yeah it's a really sad conversation to have to have but the reality yeah. is that so many musicians now are really starting to question can I put my family through this any longer because or what's some, something that was a pretty uh, turbulent and up and down industry way before anyway, COVID, yeah it is now, it is now <laughs> yeah. even more so infinitely more so um so it's really taken a more of a pastoral caring kind of role a sympathetic ear to to listen to these uh 
people's problems. Yeah, um, definitely. From from our business's point of view, I think we've been um, we've kind of had looked forward a lot, and yeah. we've done a lot of good planning, particularly at the beginning when when lockdown was first introduced. We kind of looked looked ahead and thought, right, so worst case scenario, this thing lasts a lot longer than we anticipate. What what are we going to put in place now that's going to enable us to to keep this thing going and to yeah. provide the support that we think is really really important. And I mean, touch wood at the minute, that seems to be working. And we, we're, we're, we're sort of continuing. We're certainly firefighting still and we're yeah. on phones and we're, we're answering emails and the day-to-day work is, is, is certainly different still. Um, but we're, we're coping because of the sort of things we put in place um, sort of March time. And yeah. it's, all, it's all bearing fruit now, which is, which is great. And that's it. That's all you can do, isn't it? You know, stick to your plans that you've made and just see, and see them through and, and, and dig in deep, I think. Um, there's been a lot of talk on all the socials this week, actually, um, around what's next. So what's next? You know, we feel like the events and the arts industry are being ignored a little bit. So um, mm. and, and I actually wrote this question before I knew what was going to happen this week. But it's more prevalent yeah. right now, isn't it? Around, you know, um, what do we what do you think the, we need? What support is needed for the events and arts industry going forward? Always in the next six months what what do you, help do you think is needed um again I, i'm at the risk of repeating myself i, I think the, the truth is that we're not really sure i think yeah a, a, a big thing is is well from my point of view is, is is confidence because certainly from our musicians our band's points of view they're seeing their their engagements their work their bookings being completely wiped out of their calendar and i think we all recognize that it's that there's nobody's fault it's certainly not the consumer's fault because i mean if we take the weddings for an example a couple who are who are due to get married they've maybe got a band booked or entertainment booked for their wedding and that wedding is now not not able to go ahead of course quite rightly they want to uh, maybe reschedule or they they want their money back but yes the implications go far beyond just that couple it all has a a kind of knock-on effect you know you've got the band that or the musicians that are then missing out on that vital income, which then has a, a knock-on to their families, which has a knock-on effect to us as a business as well, and to the, the venue that, that was meant to be hosting that wedding, the, the events planners, the caterers, yeah. it, it, all, it all ties together, it all has a knock-on effect. So I think confidence, so that when things do, we hope, start to go back to normal, people feel able to, you know, Oh, I've lost you there for a minute. Keep us going. Just, just um, re-say that last sentence because you literally froze completely. <laughs> yes, I thought that your your face froze there as well. So, <laughs> where, where did I get up to? <laughs> About the confidence to keep going. So, I, th- I think we got the idea, isn't it? It's it is around the confidence. And for me, I I think um, I think. They do need to take a, l- a little bit of educated risks. I think the government government needs to be a little bit more open to allow some trials to go ahead to, to prove that we can do um, entertainment in a COVID safe way. So, for example, right. if, we, if we think about Sam Fender and what he did with his social distance gig, that was just incredible. Yeah. You know, and there's, yeah. there's a model there that we could sort of look at. And I know we're coming into winter and it's not going to be as easy, but, you know, we can have marquees, we can have certain things, we can have... Um, outdoor heaters and stuff like that and I do think there, are, there we should 
be well there are they are we are polling at the moment and we are trying to to allow just trials to go ahead to, to show how mm. we can make these things happen in a covid safe way because pubs and things those, are, and those things are happening though i mean we were talking about football before we started recording as well yeah. and if, we, if we think about you know live entertainment from a sporting point of view as well i mean yeah. how different is it to if we, if we can have a socially distanced football stadium with eight thousand fans in a, in a stadium in a in a covid uh, safe way yeah I, I, I don't think it's a huge stretch then to start imagining what a, a covid concert might look like or a, a theater, going to the theater again exactly. all of these things that we're, we're, we're at massive risk of, of of losing these things that make life worth living in my opinion yeah and, and yeah i think as much as as we need to of course uh, stick to the guidance and take every precaution necessary to prevent the the spread of this awful awful disease we also have to realize that unless we start to put ourselves out there to some degree again we, we risk losing these things they'll be completely. gone yeah they'll, they'll be, be gone and, and, and they won't be coming back no when you think about some of those old theaters in london and uh, you know that their, their overheads are going to be huge and we're going to lose some of our historic theaters and the entertainment yeah. that goes with it if something is not done and they can't wait another six months definitely um we are we are very much talking doom and gloom so i'm going to try and come on to something a bit more positive Please. now yes yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so um you know i'm i've been working in, on virtual events for the past six months sure. and I've seen entertainers sort of pivot and and try different things out and and do their act or or, or provide some sort of service online so mm -hmm. have you have you in the past sort of six months seen or experienced or been involved in any success stories where performers have pivoted and been able to do something very different and, and transition to online yeah yeah I think it's really interesting that you said that because um, the, the, the thing that you said about it being different is is really really important I think we, we kind of when we take when we lose something like being able to go to a live gig we automatically think like you mentioned Sam Fender doing the socially distance gig which is which is great but I think the reality is is that for a lot of performers who haven't got the following of, of say a Sam Fender yeah um, that, that's not necessarily going to be a reality for them no. so I think <laughs> thinking outside the box if I can use that phrase, um, yeah. very feels like, feels like we're inside a box here and we're talking <laughs> to you over Zoom. But um, thinking outside the box, um, I think performers, musicians have got to look for for new ways of, of doing what they do best. And yeah, yeah, some some real success stories. I mean, we've we've I don't want to mention names, but we've got some a singer songwriter who um, rather than he he'd very much do the the folk singing country sort of vibe yeah i suppose you would call it folk folk singing folk style singing, acoustic yeah. music which is which is suited to kind of pubs and and small clubs certainly not kind of the, the stadiums that sam fender would be uh yeah be playing <laughs> in but but something that he's done is is charging uh, fans because he he's lucky enough to have a really dedicated following himself he's been able to to host zoom concerts I'm trying to explain this in, in the best possible way, where, where someone would pay, and it, and it would only be a small selection of people, say 20 to 30 people, but as well as it being a concert, it would be much more of an experiential thing. So you would, you would kind of pay for a ticket, which would allow you to have a, a link into this Zoom concert. Yeah. Um, and as well as actually being able to listen and hear the songs, and it, and it, suits, it suits really well the, the kind of folk singer-songwriter style that he's he's well known for um and as well as being able to listen to those songs he kind of 
does a bit of explaining as to how the songs came about, the stories behind the songs, and it actually gives people the opportunity to ask questions, which, if you think about it, that's such a cool experience that you would Absolutely. never, ever get at kind of your traditional concert situation. Yeah. Um, so that's what I mean by it's, it's thinking outside the box. It's, it's, it's not a big a big gig where you're going to be getting paid for the, for appearing at a club or in a, a, a arena or, or whatever it might be. Yeah. But having that dedicated group of followers allows you to, to do something like that, but also to give them a, a brand new experience that they've never, never had before. So it's quite personal, isn't it? You know, and you also get to know absolutely. the entertainer a little bit more there, you know, they're telling that, you know, if people are asking questions, I'm sure you're getting to know that person. They want to know, we're all nosy, aren't we? We want to know a bit more about that person too. So sure. you know, that's completely different to sitting in a concert somewhere, isn't it? With your beer, you're absolutely getting that personal, not one-to-one, but that small group yeah. experience, that intimate experience. Yeah, really, really cool. And it's, it's something that we're kind of trying to get all of our people that we work with to, yeah. to, the, the online thing is 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 here to stay yes. from, from the looks of things being having to do things so looking for for new ways i mean another another thing that a lot of our um musicians have been doing has been online teaching oh which nice probably, probably doesn't surprise you to hear at all because yeah. um, i mean I, i've done it myself in the past where you've yeah. got a camera and, and and being able to teach guitar or, or piano or whatever it is that their their instrument is um, the reality is that there's a lot of people out there who are who are sat at home with a lot of time on their hands, and yes. and, and maybe they're thinking, oh, I, I've always fancied learning how to play the violin, or I've always I've always thought about taking that singing lesson that I was always meant to do but never got round to, and and now there's kind of a, a supply and demand appearing for for that type of thing. So yeah. we're seeing a lot of our artists turn to that, and and that's kind of almost opened up new career possibilities really so that if things you know god forbid if things don't kind of return to normal as quickly as we'd like them to there's yeah. you know lots of there's, there's new opportunities there if, if people i'm not saying it's necessarily easy or and it's not going to require hard work to get these things up and running but there are opportunities there for people if they if they're and, and that's to be able to be part of that experience and taking them along that journey is, is really cool for us as well it really is, isn't it? And, um, you know, your the season, wedding season or the biggest wedding season is just about finished now. You know, we, we're coming out of the summer, we're coming into autumn. Mm. And, then we, and then we've got Christmas coming up. And, and normally I imagine a lot of your artists are all doing functions for different Christmas parties and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just wonder what that might look like, whether corporate companies will still have like online parties or social clubs will still do stuff and there'll still be an artist proposal there or some sort of work yeah. there online because you know we get we are going into a really big celebration period aren't we you know so well, i mean we, we hope so yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 a, it's a great unknown but you you'd hope i think we've we've got a tradition in this country of, of of kind of making do and 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 persevering despite everything that's going on so i yeah. just kind of hope that trend continues i think it all feels quite bleak at the moment but i mean if we rewind to a couple of weeks ago i think we all felt a little bit like progress was being made yeah and I, I think um i just hope that we bounce back in in a, in a way that um, like you say companies who were perhaps thinking that they might have to cancel their christmas party and cancel that band that they've booked will maybe look at it again and think yeah you know how, how can we change this how can we adapt to make 
to make this work. Um, I agree. Yeah, and it's award season. <laughs> yeah, I know. And again, Christmas parties, award season. So award season's coming up too. And you know, yeah. there's always live acts and live magicians or live whatever and entertainment going on in that. And so you just you sure. just hope that as well, like from your side, um, the entertainment side and the artist side, that we we can come up with new ideas. But I hope events managers do as well. From my side, I hope sure. that they think out the box and propose things to their to their teams and their, their their senior teams to sort of say, look, we can do this. This is really cool. You can do it different. So, mm. so that we keep that going, that our, our entertainers and our artists are not sat at home for the next six months doing nothing, <laughs> definitely. No, no, because, you know, the reality is, is that these people have mortgages to pay. And, yeah, and, yeah. And before you know it, you know, they'll, they'll go and find jobs elsewhere. And I think once you leave the industry, it becomes very hard to come back in. Yeah, um, once you're yeah. once you're settled into that routine of, of, of that nine to five at regular wage at the, at the supermarket or, or or wherever it is that you, yeah. you're finding finding find your income from again, it's it's, yeah. it's just so hard to take that risk again and think, oh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it another go with the music or I'm gonna give it another go with the events Definitely. or yeah, so, yeah, let's just hope. I think they will. I think we will as a, as a contingent, as a, as a group together, the events and our artists will all think of different things to do because we're not all going to sit at home for another six months. We are going to want to do things, definitely. Um, I'm going to, again, I want to think about the oh, future yeah. for you guys. Definitely want to think about the future because, you know, you've mm. got a great business. You're offering something there that is really current and now in terms of really supporting the artists as well as finding them work and I do think you've got legs in what you guys are doing so you know if Thank we you. think about the next 12 months where do you guys see yourself where do you want to be um I mean we, we just want to feel like we can get back to work yeah which is, sounds sounds odd saying because we've, we've we've never really left work but <laughs> I feel like what, what what we're doing at the moment doesn't feel like work it feels like we're you know we're, we're battling constantly about um <clears throat> trying to offer the support um so i think in the next 12 months we want to feel as if there's real progress being made we're, we're, we're going somewhere feel feel really hopeful about where we're going next yeah um and i think whatever the future look like looks like um I mean, the phrase "the new normal" is is used a lot. It's kind of the 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 trending phrase at the moment, isn't it? Embracing the new normal. But I, I do think there's something in that, really. Yeah. I think if we if we are coming to terms with the fact that a lot of the restrictions, a lot of the things that are going on at the moment, are, are maybe here to stay around for a while, that we as a business and our artists adapt in a way that enables them to survive and to stay in the industry that we all we all kind of love. Yeah. Um, Definitely. That we and that the consumers feel confident enough to start having us at their weddings again, or or at their functions, or for people to open up a studio that is COVID friendly, or um, theatres are able to. You know, it's just it's it's all about trying to find new ways to, to adapt is. and to do things. So, it is, and yeah, I do I do what, think the government. I agree. The government needs to allow us to show that we can do things in a COVID safe way. That is key. And then I think we'll get the co customer reassurance will be there once we're allowed to show what we can do. Definitely. You've seen that with Absolutely. things like you've seen it with things like the fitness industry and gyms and opening up, you know, and showing what they can do and how clean and COVID safe they can be when there was such a stigma around them. Not and, and they are doing mm. a very good job. So I just want I want the artist management. I, I, I do think Kelly, that one of the great things that has kind of come out of 
all of this is from from the from the consumer's point of view or, or the, the listener's point of view whoever whoever it is 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 that kind of having these things taken away from us for a period of time has made us realize just how much we value them yes um, absolutely so, so in a way you kind of hope that when things do start to come back to normal things will come back in a way that we've almost never seen or really fully appreciated before you know you know before we might think that I mean I, I went to the cinema for the first time oh, wow. a few weeks ago <laughs> and I hadn't, I hadn't been for for I think three or four months and I mean it was just incredible yeah. something that you kind of think is, is so sort of just a, a normal everyday kind of thing to go and do and you don't think is that remarkable suddenly it felt like something brand new and really 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 exciting you think gosh I, I just never really yeah. appreciated this thing before so I hope that when things do return it's in a new way that that is renews people's uh, enthusiasm for those things in a way that they, they never did before so bouncing back stronger it will it will come back with a vengeance it really will um you, you you've seen that with like tourism as well haven't you you know people can't yeah. or mostly can't go abroad some people are going abroad but the uk tourism in, industry is doing fantastic because everybody still wants mm. that experience of going away and it's the same with like being entertained we all work really hard we want to go we want to be able to go out and watch a musician or we want to just sit back and chill out and listen to some music but it, it. it will come back absolutely <laughs> so yes um, I want to give you the opportunity to actually tell me a little bit about the team and how people can find out more about you. If they, if we, you know, sure. we talked about you guys, so you know, what does your team consist of, and what socials and things are you guys on? Cool. So we are actually kind of, I suppose, compared to a lot of other businesses of, of our type, we're a relatively small team, yeah. um, quite a, a relatively young team as well. I think probably I'm, I'm pulling figures out of thin air here but I would say probably about 75% of our workforce is under the age of 30 okay which yeah is kind of incredible really yeah um, we also have a team that's uh, that's kind of from a range of different backgrounds um, so it's not that we've all kind of come away with really great university degrees or anything like that we've, yeah. we've come from a range of different kind of educational backgrounds um, all from um, I think I'm right in saying this we're all kind of from Nottingham the Nottingham area as well so yeah. that's kind of quite special it is um, in the Midlands. Yeah, yeah, great place, great, great <laughs> part of the world, absolutely. And um, in terms of finding out about us, uh, obviously we're called Artist Management Services Limited. Um, we have a website. We're on all the usual kind of social channels as well. I'm sure if you, you search for us, you'll find us on there Brilliant. Um, as well. But in terms of you know, anyone who's maybe a, a musician who's listening to this, uh, who's maybe thinking about where they're where they're going in their kind of career where they're going in their their journey or what the next step in their career might be um getting in touch with us through our website is definitely the best way of kind of getting hold of us in a more immediate way so yeah, yeah definitely definitely check out our website um www.artistmanagementservices.co.uk brilliant i'm sure you're going to be inundated now um because you're going to you provide <laughs> such a yeah just provide such a good service it's beyond just finding people gigs isn't it it's that support oh, network yeah. as well so yeah we hope so we hope yeah. so thank you very much yeah They're building their business and their brand for them too um adam i've really enjoyed this thank you so so much for taking no part. thank you kelly thank you for having me i really really enjoyed it thanks very much no problem we'll speak again soon okay cheers thanks bye wow so that was a pretty tough listen wasn't it 
but I'm so impressed with what Adam and the team are doing to support their musicians, their artists, and long may that continue. And hopefully we will see live concerts, live gigs coming back very soon. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. If you're a musician or an artist and want to reach out to Adam, then please do get in touch with him via the website, like he says. And if you've got any questions or queries or want to have a chat to me about anything, then please do get in touch. I'm Kelly Frew and I run Storymaker Events. And on social medias, you can find me at Kelly Frew or at Storymaker Events. I've been connecting with some great events professionals recently who are listening to the podcast and absolutely loving it. So if you've got any topics or anything you want me to cover, or if you want to come on the podcast, then please do get in touch. I love talking to you all. And a bit of a cheeky request from me, if you are subscribed on your usual podcast provider, then why not give me a little five-star ratings um, and boost my recommendations and, and let's share this podcast with everybody. So hopefully you've enjoyed today's episode and I will be back very soon with more. Take care all and I will speak to you soon. Bye.